and welcome to Emerald Innovation Insights. I'm Frank Ballast, and today's topic is going to be the impact of changes in the workforce on the real estate market. My guest today is Spencer Levy, uh, Head of Research from CBRE. Welcome, Spencer. Thanks, Frank. So, Spencer, um, you know, we've heard a lot about the change of the workforce, um, the way that uh, the, the uh, baby boomers are retiring, um, millennials are coming into the workforce. Uh, you know, some towns are seeing a big move from the suburbs back into the city. Millennials aren't interested in, in commuting, sometimes owning cars even. Uh, what kind of changes are you seeing sort of associated with this, this uh, change in the workforce? Well, we did a study two years ago called Millennial Myths Live, Work, Play. And in that study, we studied where millennials like to live, work, and play. And so what we've seen in part is millennials moving downtown, mm -hmm. having kids later, making lifestyle changes later, getting married later. But what's now been happening is millennials are getting a little bit older. Yeah. And as they get older, some of those trends are reversing. So we actually have seen millennials move back into the suburbs a little bit more rapidly than we had seen in the past. But let me be clear about what, by what I mean by suburbs. I mean live, work, play suburbs or urban suburban areas okay. that have many of the same characteristics of a CBD. And so there's a term I use called the new city. And what the new city is, has live, work, play, has great infrastructure, has great restaurants and other places that they can live as if they lived in the CBD. So, so we're not looking quite as much at the sort of the, the bedroom community, the, the commute into town, uh, but actually sort of uh, almost like springing up of smaller, smaller towns around the, the, the urban That's centers. right. And so I can give you some examples globally. So mm -hmm. uh, I would say in Paris, you have the, the La Defense District, which is yep. right outside of Paris. In Virginia, you have Crystal City. In New York, you have Jersey City, sort of right on that border that's able to leverage off of the great city, but a little bit further away uh, and may fit the lifestyle of many of these millennials. And, and so that's sort of the, the, the global view. Um, how do you see that impacting the way that the buildings are built, sort of the, the interior space? Are we seeing more collaborative space, more sort of hoteling? Sure. So there's, there's two changes. One is the location, mm -hmm. and that is what, what I call the new city, which are these urban, suburban locations, not necessarily in the CBD. But in terms of the physical plant, we are definitely seeing a hyper amenitized workplace, meaning you're seeing more gyms, you're seeing more coffee bars, you're seeing more things that people can do to stay in that office 24-7 if they choose to be. But as it goes to collaborative working or flex working or a co-working operator, yeah. we're definitely seeing a lot of that, both directly by the occupier designing their space that way, but also with third parties that are doing that as a service. And so we just came out with a report last week called Flex Work, uh, trying to predict how much of that space are we going to see. And right now, the entire industry of third-party co-working space, it's about 2% of the entire office stock mm -hmm. in the United States and, and in major markets. We predict it could go up to 22%, which is an enormous jump right. yeah. in uh, 10 years. But we had uh, our base case is 13%, our bear, our bear case is six, the bull is 22. I'm sort of between the bear and the base, and the reason is very simple. Because I think the assumptions that we've made about, quote unquote, what millennials want yeah. are now changing. Right. And I don't know that millennials want to be in the workplace as much as they did five or six years ago because their lifestyle is changing. So given that change, I'm sort of between that six and 13% range over the long term. 
And, and, and when you talk about these new services um, that are being brought into the workplace, who's actually delivering it? Is it, is it people like yourselves in the, in the sort of more established real estate players? Are we seeing a lot of new startups bring, coming into the space? Uh, sure. So CBRE is the largest commercial real estate firm in the world, and we provide that service in two ways. We provide it, number one, as a property manager and managing your building, and but we also have two distinct services. One is called Host, where we provide many of the amenities that you'd want within your direct workplace. And the second is what we call HANA, which is our co-working uh, offering, which we will team up with a landlord and provide co-working space for third parties there. There are, of course, many great operators that do third party uh, yeah. work. We work, of course, you're well aware of them, but there are many, many others that do it as well. Hmm. And, and, and so when you're looking at these, these sort of new models where maybe you have more flexible workspace, you know, someone might come in in the morning and not know where they're going to be sitting that afternoon. Um, you know, what is the role that, uh, that technology plays? Obviously, that's an area that's very interesting to us, Emerald, as a, as a venture investor, you know, trying to look at the, the technology angle uh, for the sort of new workplace. Sure. So there are workplaces that are filled with nothing but tech firms. Right. And you might call that an innovation center. Yeah. And we see these innovation centers popping up all over the place, but not really all over the place because mm -hmm. they're popping up in the same basic places, which are on or near universities, okay. or we uh, are seeing them on or near uh, medical centers if it's medical innovation. A great example of that would be an innovation center in Lake Nona in Orlando, Florida. Mm -hmm. And Lake Nona is a brand new development, brand new, probably 10 years old, which has the largest VA hospital in the United States, a children's hospital, all these enormous healthcare providers. And now they have placed a large innovation center right on the campus to be able to leverage off that. It's the same type of tech innovation you're going to see on college campuses all over the country, specifically focused on tech. And so these are the, the, the companies that are actually working in tech, developing technologies for, for a, a, I guess, a number of different industries. And are you seeing some of this technology actually spin out into the building itself? You, you know, we've, we've seen a lot about sort of automating energy systems, of course, mm -hmm. but, you know, booking systems, uh, that kind of thing. Are you seeing a lot of technology now actually going into the building? And, and uh, you know, we see a lot of startups working in that space. I don't know if we see that much actual traction happening. Are you, are you seeing some sort of trend there? Well, there's the term which you're well aware of, which is the internet of everything. Right. And I think that is, some things are unseen. It may very well be the uh, fire retardation system up yep. on the roof I'm pointing out right here. It could very well be the door locks on your door, but all of them are now connected. And if you see how these are operated, we and other companies have our control room, looks sort of like a, oh, where they're yeah. gonna launch the space shuttle. <laughs> and you can see the building systems all over your buildings and you can control it through the internet of things. So that's one of the unseen ways that the technology is clearly there. But one of the ways that you can clearly see it is in different forms of commercial real estate. So you're most familiar with office and, and apartment buildings. Let's talk about industrial for just a second, which has actually been the number one real estate asset class over the last seven or eight years yeah. due to internet okay. uh, e-commerce. And if you go to some of these industrial sites, you're seeing tremendous amounts of automation. So uh, particularly in the grocery segment, in the grocery segment, which has been the segment that has not been penetrated as yeah. much, Absolutely. you now see these very cool cold storage facilities that look like a grid 
and they have robots on top of the grid <laughs> picking goods to take it and then deliver it to, to the marketplace. Really cool stuff happening in industrial in addition to some of the stuff we're seeing in office and other asset types. Well, that's, that's really fantastic. Thank you very much for the insights. Certainly sectors that we're going to be watching as we look to make in investments in the, uh, the real estate space. Thank you very much, Spencer. Thank you very much, Frank.